Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Holy cow! Please shut up! Please shut up! Gangsters, what's up, guys? I would be honored if you played football for this team. Me play football? Vance Dooley and adore the damn bulldog, baby! Sorry, Mike. My mom made me put on my jacket, and then she made me do the dishes. What we've got here is failure to communicate. That's so funny. Last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. Just a bit outside. Oh, look at the sugar falling out of the sky. Look at the sugar falling out of the sky. I think you'll ever get out of here. One day, when I got a long white beard and two or three marbles rolling around upstairs, they let me out. The Second String Podcast and Now Radio Show on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU, Athens News and Weather Station. back on the second string podcast another week with our man adam we did not run him off just yet adam what's going on man? hey man I'm, I'm listening to this song and i'm thinking wow this was georgia's song for the past couple of years and, and then we got rounded to a halt so we have to give the back-to-back title to the nfl's kansas city chiefs this year. someone had to be back-to-back champions right. or reigning back-to-back it may as well be the uh, kansas city chiefs uh super bowl in the books that means football season is over Done. Kaput. Now, here's the thing. Some people get sad about that. Some people are like, man, I'm going to miss football so much. You know my theory on that, Adam? Tell me. I love football because I have to miss football. Right. It's never always around. No, I need it to be gone for a, for a while. I need to miss it like, like I've missed nothing else in this world. That way, when the fall rolls around... And what a perfect combination we have when the weather starts to change. That Just all the things that go into fall. Uh, you get the... the kids back on campus because look i love this town all year long summer is amazing when the kids are gone they're doing their internships but when they come back at the end of summer it's a little buzz in the air you're like man football's about to crank up the weather's going to change here before long but i want to miss it for a while so so here we are we're in the non-football portion of the year with the chiefs as like you said back-to-back super bowl champions it's good, it's good stuff. Good place Listen, to be. You need a break to do other things. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, it's great to have football all the time. But if you didn't, you couldn't get the rest of your life done. No, another thing. About it. Exactly. Another big thing today is uh, Braves pitchers and catchers yes. reporting to spring training. I just saw they posted their their welcome back. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. And that's the other thing, Logan, is baseball. I do love baseball. And it's nice to have that. I mean, when we get to July, I'm, I'm kind of over it. I'm just saying. It depends on the year. Like, like right. if the Braves are as entertaining as they were last year, I'm all, yeah, all in. in. All, yeah. 
But there have been years, and thankfully it's been a little while. But, yeah, I'm with you. If the Braves are stinking it up, uh, we went through a nasty rebuild for a few years. And if you're just out of contention, I can lose interest in baseball real quick. And I get bored. But I say this. I'm going to borrow a line from Tim Bryan on this station, WGAU. He says, the Braves' number one job every year is to entertain me until football starts. Yeah. And then once that happens, hey, if you're still in it, you're playing baseball in the postseason, I'm all in. But if you're not entertaining, I'm going to have a boring July and August, like you said, man. So we'll hopefully have another. And I'm expecting a very good Brave season, by the way. Uh, they're picked, too. Yeah. It's between them and the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Dodgers added a lot. The Braves have made some moves, but not nearly as much. But I'm with you back in uh, this morning, in fact, on my ref morning show I was kind of updating that Twitter every few minutes it was a conversation piece like when are the Braves going to announce officially happy spring training day because that's something that we uh we get excited about in fact it makes me want to play this kind of music okay yeah the, the yeah, Braves are back listen and that is such a ironic piece of music is it a piece yeah, we'll call it a piece. piece um that you play for the Braves because they have typically been criticized for how much money they spent they got Ronald Acuna and Ozzie Albies locked up and even Austin Riley for a bargain. I mean, for what they're paying them, look. I was I laugh sometimes when like a non-Braves fan or a non-Braves uh, media member sometimes like, yeah, they're 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 robbing Ronald Acuna Jr. It's like if you want to rob me and pay me $100 million, then I'm right. all for it, man. That is generational wealth. Right. Is he worth a lot more? You darn right he is. And one but, day they'll get it worked out. Right, but, but listen, knows. they've been criticized and they've made some shrewd moves. But they have been able to build this team now, paying some and really building through some here and there free agency. And look, you scored on Matt Olson a couple of years ago, Sean Murphy, and you had a little duds with Kenley Jansen. You know what I mean? So now let's see what we can do this year. We were close mm-hmm. again, but this is probably one of the most talented teams, oh, it's, Braves teams that we've had, this it, one. They're, they're as good or better than last year. Yeah. I, mean, I think Michael Harris may kind of snap out of his little funk. He got better at the end of last season, but Michael Harris is special, man. Yeah, he is. And uh, you mentioned Kenley Jansen. Yeah, he, he, was, he was good up until the point where he drove you so crazy that it was not healthy for me to watch Kenley Jansen. Uh, but I love me some Rysel Iglesias. I think yeah, he is oh, yeah. that dude when he's on. And uh, the Braves certainly have him locked up, I think, for the next couple of years. Uh, Here's the big story, and we'll get back to the Super Bowl in just a second. I want to recap that pretty heavily here. Uh, But the Braves' biggest storyline, I think, these next few weeks, and about six weeks until opening day, is filling that fifth starter right now. You got Chris Sale in a trade from the White Sox. I think it was the White Sox or Red Sox? Sox. Red Red Sox, Sox, thank you. i got to remember all this stuff now that we're back in baseball mode. Uh, Max Fried is an ace. Spencer Strider in ace. I've got personal questions about Charlie Morton. I'm told by some people I should relax and just let Charlie do his thing. But at 41 years old, look, Adam, I just turned 40. I know how much harder it is to lift weights in the gym than it was just a few years ago. Charlie Morton was not available for the Braves in the postseason last year for some finger issues or whatever. But he is a 41-year-old machine of a man that, that is going to eventually run out of oil. Okay, that's the way Mother Nature works. Right, or father right. time, I guess. And, and the thing is, he's one. Of, by the way, he's one of the original Gwinnett Braves mm-hmm. back uh, in the day. 
I, I, got, I can one-up you on that, actually. Charlie okay. Morton is the last remaining Richmond Brave. How about that? Wow, I didn't know that. He, he actually, he's the last player in all of Major League Baseball, I believe, that actually put on a Richmond Braves jersey before they came to Gwinnett. Doesn't that blow your mind a little That's bit? It's a, a long time, 2008. Well, I'm, looking at his, uh, I'm looking at the Braves roster right now. You see, okay, here's some birthdays. Uh, Max Freed, 94. Strider, 98. Chris Sale, 89. Okay, getting okay. back there. Bryce Elder, 99. A.J. Smith Shaver, 2002. Oh, there's Charlie Morton, 1983. See, this is the thing I'm thinking about right now, is he's a good guy, but <laughs> if you're going to put your trust in someone that's 41, when is the last time we've actually had an over 40-year-old pitcher dominate? So here's what he would tell you if he was listening. Now, wait a second, I won't turn 41 until November 12th. He's not wrong. But I was born in 83. I know what he's going through just getting out of bed every single morning. So not to try to make myself sound like I'm ancient, but there is a certain clock, a a body clock, per se, when you're a professional athlete, that things don't work the way they used to. But here, back to what I was saying, though. Max Fried, Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton, Chris Sale. There's your four dudes right there. That is the core of your rotation, assuming they're healthy. Uh, Bryce Elder, we may forget, he was an all-star last year, had a great start to the season, did not finish strong, but Bryce Elder may have what it takes to make the next step. And then the A.J. Smith-Shaver kid, he was pulled up a couple of times late last year and had a couple good innings, had a couple innings where he got rocked because, again, he was born in 2002. Right, and I think, seeing him in Gwinnett, by the way, over the Gwinnett Strivers, mm-hmm. I think they pushed him a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing Double A over there at the stadium watching him. I'm thinking, are you really going to bring him up? He's do- doing great against Triple A talent, but to be able to rely on him oh. in a pennant chase, ah, it's very it's very iffy. It is so different, too, man. The level from AAA to the bigs is a monumental step. That's why you got guys that sometimes will click right away. Other times you bring them up and they just go uh, total ice cold, man. It's just it's a difference in a level. Here's what I love about having Adam on the second string now is we get all the Stripers reports now. Yeah. yeah when we do have a guy like Smith Shaver that we may need, you're going to bring the heat right here on the second right. string And a Bryce Elder. So. Bryce Elder spent some time right. down. I mean, all of them, mm-hmm. they, they some typically spend most yeah. of the season down there. So we're I would expect have a, a couple of those guys, at least one or two of them, to start their season in Gwinnett and see what happens from there. But, uh, but yeah, today's a good ceremonial day. Do, do we get anything different? Not really. It's kind of anticlimactic. Hey, pitchers and catchers down in spring training. I love the images. But then I sit back, I'm like, well – Still no baseball to watch. Yeah, we got, we got, a, we got a few weeks here. so. <laughs> but the vibes are good. I'm, I'm a big vibe guy. I, I like to just find positivity in anything. One thing I do, and you're going to think I'm kind of cheesy for this, Adam, uh, I'll wake up on a Monday morning and kind of like in my mind as I'm driving to work, i got about a 20-minute ride, I will try to come up with four or five things for that specific week that I'm excited about. And whether it's sports-wise or the weather or something that I can just say, hey, there's reason to be optimistic this week. Like this week, absolutely was pitchers and catchers coming up yes. uh, today. Yeah, Georgia baseball opening day is going to be at Foley Field Friday, a couple days from today. That's all very exciting. I used to be way more into NASCAR than I am right now, but Daytona 500 coming up this weekend. You know what? All those have in common? Uh, spring. Spring sports. Yep, Wait, spring. hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta give me a yep. song for this. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Write a song. Go ahead, go. Um, it's spring. It's spring. It's spring. It's springtime here. In Georgia. So that's not bad. That's about all I can do right now. This early in the morning. Grab the balls and bats and crank up yes. those cars. Grab the balls and so that, bats. That, that could be a dangerous uh, 
that's something I did yeah. not. I'm easing you into some of the traditions, and some will stick, some will not. But every once in a while, if someone made a good point on the Second String podcast, like my spring revelation or the fact that you got it right, I'll hit that. We expect Excellent. we expect yes. a song, an okay, impromptu, no warning. It's like whose line is it anyway? Okay, you're just going to hit a song, and you I got to start. Just got to start singing. Prepared or, for this, or I'll sing one way or the other. But at it, least on this song, I, I the theme was right. Was Spring, good. Georgia, you know, we got it for for your opening song. That was a good a yeah. good debut. We'll put it that way. Uh, but I think kind of the cheesier the better. If you fall on your face miserably, we'll just make fun of you for it. Great. And uh, that's just kind of the way we go with that. So it I'll sing songs, forever. you'll sing songs, and uh, we'll all be happy for it. Uh, spring is on the horizon, and there's a lot of cool stuff to be excited about, but how did you take in the Super Bowl on Sunday? Listen. Man, that, was, that was a good one. It was awesome. I stayed up, uh, you know, doing the morning show on WNGC. That is, and you know at the ref, mm-hmm. you got to wake up a little earlier than everybody else. Well, but listen, that was the best Super Bowl. It was the most watched Super Bowl. They got the numbers. I watched it with the kids. We made the wings. We did uh, all that stuff, had the, had the cookies and stuff. That was the most watched Super Bowl. They even looked at households and number of households. Over 220 million people watched that mm-hmm. thing. So, go back up, back up. You said you made wings. Yep. You lost me there. Keep Elaborate more on that. I mean, I... Because you know I like to cook it. I glazed over it because I know so, that I don't want your critique because so you, I know that I can't cook like you. Do you get the raw wing? Like, talk talk to me like I'm five years old What's about the how raw you wings get your the, wings. It's the raw wings right. in the uh, oven. Okay. We do the sauce. Okay. Um, You know, and do that. Okay. I check on them, make sure... I mean, I can't cook them like you. I'm going to work with you. All right. I bet your kids loved them. I bet the wings were fantastic. We're going to make you the wing master, man. We're okay. going to get you. We're going to get you some raw chicken wings. We're going to drown them. And I mean, like, put them in a container, a Tupperware. You're going to drown them in mojo sauce. You can find it in the international aisle of any grocery store. The mojo sauce. Mojo sauce. It's sort of a, it's it's not going to sound good. It's a citrus-based, like, marinade. That doesn't sound it good It doesn't at all. sound good at no. all until you marinate a wing in it. And then you dump the mojo sauce after 24 hours. Then you add your rub, whatever, you know, chicken wing rub, and then you bake those things or put them on the egg or put them on the smoke or whatever. When you bite into that chicken wing and you got that, like, hint of citrus base in the middle. So that's the primer you, for the paint. Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay. Ex- yeah, you're not making citrus wings. Yeah, you're, to you're, refresh everybody's <laughs> memory, Logan can probably uh, have his own show on the cooking network. I'm getting there. Uh, whatever I'm, it is. I'm learning a lot. But, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Primer for the for – the, for the, uh, Paint itself. Yeah, That's yeah. the big wing. But man, when you make that base, we'll work on it. We're, okay. we're, I'm going right, to get you. With that then. Yeah, I you're going to have that. somebody in the near future be like, damn, where'd you, where'd you get, find these? You're like, I made them. And then you're going to be better <laughs> off for it. It's going to yeah. be great. Don't hold your breath. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, back to the Super Bowl. Great, 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 great game. Like you said, overtime, the first time we've had these new rules in overtime, which I loved, by the way. 100%. Um, and here's the difference, real quick. We'll, we'll kind of elaborate on this. So, it wasn't. Back when the the Falcons, and I hate talking about it, but the day they went to overtime in the Super Bowl, that's the only other time, and Tom Brady led this team down. They scored a touchdown. Over. Done. Matt Ryan does not get to touch the ball. If we had held them to a field goal like the Chiefs held the 49ers to a field goal, then the Falcons would have had a chance to come back and do it. However, what I love about these new rules, and I, and I hate that it's only postseason. We need to make this all NFL all football season, right? But thankfully, we're at a point now in the postseason where if the 49ers had scored a touchdown, the Chiefs still get a chance to come back and we'd lobby jockey back and forth uh, to see who wins. But you know what I did? 
Um, I was playing the squares game. I'm not a big gambler at all, Adam. I just it's, not at all. It, it okay, does no lottery, not, no nothing. I, I'll pick up a lottery ticket when it's like seven hundred million. I don't waste my time with four hundred million, Adam. I want seven. You want the big million. bucks. I want yeah. the big bucks. Uh, but I don't have the itch to go like bet on you know apps and 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 over under spread. But when it comes to Super Bowl, you know the squares I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, of course. You, you pick your, your yeah. quarter and all that stuff, right? So my wife was actually very lucky. She won quarter two and three because the score did not change. Um, it was I forgot what it was. Was it three zero? Whatever it was, ten three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then in the third quarter, the Chiefs scored ten and the 49ers did not, so it kept it the same. Yeah, right. So she she won a couple hundred bucks just from really? uh, yeah, just from having did a couple of right you square. a few? She needs to. She needs to feed me I mean, with that money. Uh, but here's what happened. Given. When we went to overtime, I looked to see uh, – let me see if I can do this in my head here. It was 19-19 to 19, – no, it was 16-16 going to overtime. I looked at the square. I was like, okay, here's what I think is going to happen. I think San Francisco is going to go kick a field goal to make it uh, – I think it was 19-19. Yeah, it was. Okay, it was 19-19. I yes. think they're going to go kick a field goal, and that will put them at 2, 19-20, 21-22. I looked at the other one. I was like, well, I think the Chiefs are going to score a touchdown, but they won't have to kick the extra point because it'll be game over. Right. So add six. It happened to be that square, a good buddy of mine that I know very well, I texted him. I texted him exactly what was going to happen, and guess what happened, Adam? That it. Uh, he won the money. San Francisco lost. They kicked the field goal. Then Patrick Mahomes Bones. went down the field. And he did Patrick Mahomes things. That's it. You have to do Patrick Mahomes. Now we have to segue to talk about my man, Michael Hardman. Oh, man. How about my man? Listen, did How you see? How fun was that? Did you see the picture of him and Taylor oh. Swift on the field at the end? That's the ending we Pretty, all yeah. deserved. In yeah. fact, let's take a pause right now. This will save us a few extra minutes on the other side to wrap the first half of the show up. We'll come back. And talk all things Meikle and Taylor. Okay, you know the combination we all saw coming. Yeah, we, uh, listen, I mean, I don't know why we didn't get this earlier. <laughs> Can you believe we wasted all season talking about uh, Travis and, and Taylor? Yeah, it was Meikle the whole yeah. time. Take a quick break. Come back and talk about the dog connection at the Super Bowl, along with my girl Taylor Swift. It's the Second String Podcast right here on WGAU. You're listening to The Second String on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU, Athens News and Weather Station. I would like to send out my condolences to all of you people that were sick and stinking tired of all that Taylor Swift that you got put in your face. I saw where she was on air for like 47 seconds on Super Bowl Sunday. That is double of what she was for the championship game. Can you imagine like the, just the, the pain and suffering that people had to go through to watch that beautiful woman, the most popular, arguably the most famous and currently successful human being on the planet to be put on their television for 47 seconds. You know, oh, people the, will the complain. Pain and suffering. Ab- they'll complain about anything. Mm-hmm. They will compl- They will. Fi- and I want to hear the complaints now that you don't see her. Well, where's Taylor? I'm going to miss Taylor. Yeah. I-, I did not complain. In fact, Dave and I on the morning show at 960, we made fun of those people that just let it trigger them for no reason. It's like, dude, it's a cool story. Uh, everything I just said about her being the most popular. I mean, look, there's the Pope. We get that. There, There's, you know, 
soccer players in Europe that are probably a little bit more popular globally, but I am comfortable saying Taylor is the most popular thing going right now. Of course. In the world, and it's just incredible. But her love story with Travis was kind of cool, but we didn't see Miko sweeping her off her feet. No, and listen. You go, Miko. Miko just came swooped on mm. in, and you could see there's a picture where she's really happy to talk to Miko, even maybe grabbing his arm. I don't know for sure. <laughs> um, but Travis looking like, hey, Come back here. Travis was nervous. Listen, Travis, you got to understand. You got to understand the dynamic. I do want to mention before we really get into a little bit more, Meikle, is there was a video. Taylor really likes Travis because she posted them from the club with her parents. <laughs> and her dad was drinking a beer. Love it. I, I'm assuming that was the after party. Yeah, they the after party, things. right. Yeah, the, yeah. Hey, we just won the Super Bowl. Let's go party till the sun comes yeah. up and then, then some, man. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, love it for Meikle Hardman. His story this year is pretty incredible. He started the season with the New York Jets. Uh, did not have a very good start to the season. I believe I, he had hand surgery at some point and missed a little bit of time with that. Uh, wound up getting picked up by his old team, which he had already won two Super Bowls with, and did not have much action at all. In fact, in the division series game against the Bills, Miko had a really bad moment where he was almost about to score a touchdown, then fumbled the ball into and out of the goal. Uh, it was a touchback Bills, their that, ball. That was a big controversy, yeah. It was terrible. And I think the next game against the Ravens, like, I don't know if Miko touched the ball. I don't remember and, I don't remember them even saying his name. And that could have been one of those trust things, like, hey, man, you kind of messed up last week. Like, can we trust you? Well, we don't know yet. But in the Super Bowl, for him to have that moment, uh, I mean, hey, you and I growing up, we've all caught Super Bowl-winning touchdowns in the front yard. Of course. Uh, with our boys. He got to do that in real life. Can How you imagine cool is that man? I wonder if he just sits and sits like sits down now and and thinks about <laughs> that entire moment and what that felt like to have. I mean, when we catch him in our yard, it's just a couple guys or a couple kids screaming. You literally have not only the whole world, but in that stadium, that noise, Logan, in your face. Taylor Swift watching. Right. Man. And you gotta feel the the feeling never can be replicated again. It's awesome. I saw on his Instagram story that he was at, I guess, after the game, he was like, wait, where's the ball? I shouldn't have thrown it on the ground. Yeah, he should have kept where's it. Where's the ball? But eventually they did get the ball back to okay, him. They did. So okay. that is in his possession. Um, if I had to guess, it's probably going to wind up like in the Chiefs Hall of Fame yeah. there in Kansas City. It should. Um, but it's it's his for now. If he wants to keep it and put it in Bowman, Georgia, up the road, man, go for it. I'd pay to go look He's at it. He's an Elbert it. County kid. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Bowman is a little city in Elbert County. But, they, yeah, same. You can say both. Elbert Bowman, he's from, from that. So my question so. is, it, it, why did the Chiefs, I mean, obviously didn't have a good performance uh, leading up to the Super Bowl, mm. but why get rid of them knowing the Chiefs had not very good talent at receiver? You know, the the ins and outs of roster management in the NFL are just like, you. there's no logical explanation for a lot of stuff. It could have been a bean-counting thing in terms of a financial, hey, we just don't have the money right now, or we'd rather use that money elsewhere. It could have been a contract length of time. Who knows? But... Uh, the fact that he was able to come back on the Chiefs is just a really storybook ending for him. I, I don't know how much longer he'll be around. He is not a standout NFL guy right now. No. I think no. when he was younger, he was a little bit more action, and, and you saw a really bright future, and he's done very well for himself. I'm not saying he's a dud by any stretch. It's just he's not the Antonio Brown, George Pickens currently right now. I mean, think of other big receivers in the league over the years that have just been ridiculously awesome. Uh, uh 
Tr- uh, Diggs. What's Diggs' name up D- in uh, Buffalo? Uh, Stephon Diggs. Stephon, love me some Stephon yeah, Diggs. You got, name. you got so many. Yeah, he's just big not talent. that. Yeah. But but he is a very reliant, or he was a good quarter. Uh, I'm sorry, wide receiver for a few years, and now he's got three rings. How awesome, man! Man, if you have three rings on anything, mm-hmm. you're you're a, you're you're a success. And let me get petty here real quick for All a right. second because we love our we like Georgia. This. We love our Georgia Bulldogs here in Athens. Uh, Juwan Jennings was the guy making all the plays for the 49ers. He had that double pass. He threw the touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, wide receiver Juwan Jennings, he caught another touchdown pass later. 100,000%, no doubt about it, if the 49ers had won that game, he was going to be your MVP yes, of the game. Yes, he was. Right? Well, he played for them lousy, stinking Tennessee Vols back in the day. Adam, I, I know you, you're not as, as deep in the weeds of like Georgia football as some of us. He is the guy that caught the Hail Mary it, yes, in, in Sanford yep. Stadium back in 2016. That was the guy, Jawan Jennings. So in pers- personally, that doesn't really bother me because the next year we beat him 41 nothing in Nashville. But in Knoxville, that's a, a different story. But here's what I love, my petty aspect. Tennessee fans, and I know some of them, I know the radio hosts up in uh, Knoxville were friends. I follow them on Twitter. They were loving the fact that their boy was just dominating the Super Bowl. This is so good for the Tennessee Vols until Miko caught the game-winning right. touchdown. That, Take that, that, Tennessee. How does that feel? By the way, six players on the Chiefs, Georgia-born, Georgia-bred guys, they were mm-hmm. all starters, had a hand in that Super Bowl win, including the kicker, Carson mm-hmm. Butker. Now, we don't the like same. him. No, he, I understand that. He beat us back in I understand that. I'm just messing. But at least they're Georgia-born yeah. yeah. boys. All right, got to hit a quick break, Adam. Come back. We're halfway done. More second string to come on the other side, right here on WGAU. Now back to the second string on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU, Athens News and Weather Station. The Wiz Kids had won it, Bobby Thompson had done it, and Yogi read the comics all the while. Rock and roll was being born, marijuana we would scorn. So down on the corner, the national pastime went on trial. We're talking baseball. Klazuski. Ah, the great Terry Cashman talking baseball. I think he referenced marijuana there for a second. I did, you know, listen, hey, uh, if you do that, you got a song on your hands. I remember growing up um, in Pennsylvania going to Pittsburgh Pirate Games, and they would change that hook, <laughs> Baseball and the Bucks. That's what they would do it. In of fact, b- if you wanted to deep dive into YouTube somewhere, I believe back in the 70s or maybe 80s at some point, Terry Cashman, the artist of the song, you, this is probably what you're talking about. He wrote a version of this song for every single team. Okay, I didn't know that. So there, there we go. That's why that because it sounded the same. Like I'm hearing that song, I'm like, wait, they changed it, but was it the same guy? But that, yeah, interesting. We have found they're not easy to find though. The Braves one lingers out there in the interwebs somewhere, but it's good stuff, man. I'm sure we can find the Pirates. In fact, there's our homework between now and next week we will find the terry cashman talking baseball pirates and braves okay. edition that's good yeah we can hear a little gotcha. bit of it but they changed the words and, and made it you know their own i gotta ask you this and without giving away too much details unless you want to we're not that far apart in age group right and you grew up in the Pen- uh, pennsylvania area right so were you a pirate fan growing up no um okay. i i i'm gonna preface this by saying it's all good man i we we live closer to baltimore okay so we went to the orioles nice. games and going to the Orioles games was awesome. Like, I've, that's actually one of very few stadiums I've been to. It's I love I'm, it. I had a great – here's a quick story for you. I was up – I was a student at UGA back in 2013, we'll call it. We'll call it the, the – actually, it was 2014. Okay, 
we were at I was at a convention in Washington, like a sports writers convention for a program I was in uh, at Georgia. Then a lot of the guys, like the mentors that were part of that convention, were like, "Hey, we're going to hop on an Amtrak and go up to Baltimore tonight." And go to an Orioles game, which was, you know, not that far. As you know, it's like Metro Washington, essentially. So my wife was actually up there with me. So we decided, hey, we'll tag along. Went and bought a couple Amtrak tickets. Did the whole convention thing uh, for the day. And then about 4 or 5 o'clock, we hopped on the train. They dropped you off at the gate of Camden Yards. That's literally the name of the stop on the the Amtrak line was like Camden Yards, Oriole Ballpark, whatever. We're like, sweet, this is fantastic. Uh, Went out, hung out with a lot of guys. We watched the Orioles and the Rays. And we hung out on Utah Street, you know, yep. the, the place out in the in front of the warehouse right. with all the little baseballs that show the home runs that have been hit. That was the greatest night. However, getting home was a nightmare. How really? For I, some, I don't know the whole schedule, but we somehow, unbeknownst to us, it wasn't our fault. We just didn't know that the schedule we missed. Like the last train back to Washington. Oh my god. And goodness. we had to wind up paying like five times a normal Amtrak ticket for an express train that was just gonna happen to come through like an hour later. And uh, we got a ticket, got on the thing, but it took us like five hours to get from Baltimore back to Washington <sighs> in the middle of the night. And apparently where we were in Baltimore was not the greatest area. No, you know, that's that's one thing about Baltimore. You got to be careful where you're going. And that, and listening to that story, you know, growing up and going down to the games with my dad and t- I took the kids a couple years ago. You know, I wish we had that in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I wish for the Braves they had some sort of experience like that because it is a pain and you pick the the body part you want to yeah. call it, it is a pain to get down there. I love, love, love the battery. I love Truist Park. I think everything they built there is the envy of everybody else. In fact, specifically just yesterday, the Kansas City Royals announced they are in the process the ball, yeah. of building what they essentially the battery and, and their new ballpark. But the one gripe, you just said it, man, parking and getting there stinks. And I don't think the traffic is as bad as we thought it was going to be. It's, it's still construction, and hey, it's top-end perimeter. They can get bad with no notice. But parking at Truist Park in the Battery, it stinks. You know that they've eliminated some parking now because they put another office building mm. up there. And that's the well, thing. I wish we had that experience because who doesn't want to miss a train and pay five times? Exactly. You know? 100, 100 bucks just to get down the road but right. but I dream one day and this this may or may not happen in our lifetimes man but one day you would think that the whole metro Atlanta area including here in Athens will like get it together and get some rail get something where I can be in Midtown Georgia or heck even in Gwinnett County and take a tram or a train down to the perimeter and over to the battery if I'm in Atlanta I can hop on a train and get dropped off at the battery I know there's so many politics there's 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 a lot more to it than just saying let's do it but damn it if they did it it would be awesome well listen they're too busy mm. building up apartment complexes yeah, and the you know mixed use know. that's the problem they get, and and until that happens we're just going to be all sitting yeah. in traffic but i do love the the truest park in fact the we my wife and i bought a house back in 2017 uh, where we're still at today in Bethlehem, and we closed the exact same day the first Braves game, a regular season game, took place in uh, then SunTrust Park. I was Truist. there. It's, it's crazy. I, was, yeah. I remember where I sat, and little did I know that you were getting a house mm-hmm. that day. Yeah, yeah. We, we got two houses that day. We got our house in Bethlehem and the new uh, ballpark. Did you know I got married at Turner Field, Adam? I saw the pictures. I got married at Turner Field, which was pretty sweet. That was her idea, not mine. 
Uh, it was our idea. I'm saying that was her that said, why not tr- uh, Turner Fields? Like, honey, now we're talking. Well, let me tell you a little Let's bit about Turner Field. I used mm-hmm. to work for Georgia State football doing the Jumbotron mm-hmm. up until uh, last year. And underneath, so when Georgia State took over the stadium, they reconfigured it. I remember mm-hmm. the first year, underneath, the Braves just left. And they left a lot of things. Oh, we're yeah. talking um, training room equipment. We're talking signs. We're talking um, uh, merch that they just didn't, you know, they just couldn't break. So if you go under Turner Field to this day, there are not only thousands of seats they took out from Olympic Stadium that are still under there, but they have old backdrops old storage bins of the Braves from years past. I remember seeing the 2000 um, ALCS uh, Division Mm -hmm. Series. You just name it, whatever. I may not get the years right. I see the 30-year anniversary they brought over from Fulton County of the Braves things, and it's unbelievable the stuff Mm -hmm. they have under there that Georgia State can't do anything with that's still sitting under there. Don't you – like, nostalgia's in. It's awesome. I love it. I'm a very nostalgic person, but I feel like today's – like, our generation right now, I feel like if you put those seats or those banners or something up for an auction, like, I would bid on them. Of course. I've got man caves. I've got sheds. I've got places I can put them. Who wouldn't want them? We've got sports stations here in in the building. We can put them down there. They need to make some money off these They things. do. They haven't done it yet, and Georgia mm-hmm. State needs help for financially at least. Absolutely. Yeah, we got married in February. Anniversary coming up very soon, by the way. But oh, wow. we got married in February in the 755 Club, so it's not like we got married on the field or right. in the stands during yeah. a game. It was actually nobody was there but us. Oh, that's great. Uh, they did let us take some photos on the field, which was very, very cool. But, yeah, we got the 755 Club all to ourselves that day, friends and family in a very nice venue. It was, Beautiful. It was pretty sweet. Beautiful. I'm still slightly mad at my mother-in-law. Love her to death, by the way. But she vetoed the nachos, hot dog, stadium food what? spread. I know. She wanted a little more classy, Logan, so she had an Italian caterer come for in. For some people. But I told her, I was like, no, we want hot dogs and nachos. For some people, that may mm. have been a deal breaker. That's props to you it, for man. not calling off the wedding. She would have been left at the altar. Like, why? where's Logan? Well, they wouldn't serve hot dogs and no. nachos. I'm out. No, no kidding. They, uh, what was the uh, Skip and Pete's barbecue? Right, yeah. I mean, I Could can't have that. that. No doubt about Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. So Italian food. We got, uh, okay, I'm going to say this. I hope I don't offend anybody. Uh, me and the missus got so drunk at our wedding that we have no memory of our uh, our meal. We well, no you know, if, yeah, if, when you had if open that's bar. the one thing to forget, that's okay. We uh, we probably learned a lesson a lot of people learn when they get married is you spend so much time being the center of attention and you want to like go see everybody. Sometimes you forget to eat. And uh, that happened <laughs> that, to us. That caught up on, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you probably didn't even touch your meal, and right? Then, then that open bar kind of settled <laughs> oh, in too, man. man. So, but we had a great wedding. It was a lot of fun, man. Good, good to reminisce on that. Um, but, yeah, baseball's here and, and very excited about it. How about, well, let's go back to the Super Bowl, bounce around a little bit. Yeah, we bit. forgot about that, yeah. How, we talked about nostalgia being in. And I one thing I love about my age group, our age group right now, we all of a sudden are the target demographic for a lot of stuff. Yeah, they know they can sell us anything. They and we'll buy it too. Yeah. Like we're we we're we're into nostalgia. We do believe in our heart of hearts that I I definitely believe the world was a little bit better back in the day. I know it was. Listen, <laughs> I mean, what, what even even I I understand I understand how cool it is to go to a Super Bowl and to see all of the stuff mm-hmm. with they have and all of the extra stuff. But my goodness, let me throw on the nineteen ninety. 
2003 Cowboys Super Bowl or the 2000 1999-2000 Super Bowl from uh, Atlanta mm-hmm. where uh, was it uh, – forget the Rams player that almost tried to get it. Uh, Looking at those, that's nostalgia right there. It's it's fantastic. So, like, being part of the demographic, we are now what the halftime shows are trying to reel in, me and you. Right. And especially that we're from Atlanta. And how nuts did you go during that halftime show? From because start to finish. I'm a little bit sore still from dancing around the living room. Listen, man. I was I, I would love that that Usher shared the spotlight. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave like, – and that's what makes it so good. It's not just Usher up there. The world saw Atlanta and Georgia in every way. And then he threw Alicia Keys up there. I don't know. Is is Alicia Keys from Georgia? I don't think she is. I don't. Th- I think she's a New York girl. But, but she had a bunch of songs with yeah. him, so that makes sense. But when you bring Luda and Usher, which, I mean, they had like spacesuits on, what it looked like. I was. That's I had a, to drive from my lake back to Bethlehem on Sunday afternoon before I settled in for the Super Bowl. And uh, here's a real quick story. I, I bought AirPods not long ago. Um, I, I'm late to the party. I, I realize is this your first. Everybody in the world has wireless Boy. headphones. I'm like a few months into Dude, my very first. Are you pair. sure you live around here? I guess or so, at, man. at the lake. But man. the beautiful thing about that is, and this is how old school I've I've become, and how like into the new I am. With my AirPods came a few free months of Apple Music. Oh, you scored on that. I love it. I told my wife, I was like, when this uh, free trial expires, I'm absolutely going to keep paying for it. It's worth every penny of it. But I get all the music I want in my phone on the go, is what I'm saying. I'm not, okay. And this is no knock. I know we, we're a radio station. We promote a lot of new music, right. too. But when I'm in my car, like, away from Athens, and I want to, like, hey, let me refresh my mind on some Usher. I pulled up the Essentials, you know, the Usher album on my yeah. two-hour drive home, and I found myself jamming like I was back at Burke yeah, High School in 2001. It was fantastic and singing every word. So when he came out at halftime and uh, a little bit of a slow-ish start, but when they got that yeah when I was playing just a second ago, when Little John came out. That was your parking lot song, wasn't Ludacris it? Ludacris came out. Oh, absolutely. I remember, lot, I remember the clubs in Atlanta when that song mm. came out. Um, I think they were called Vision, <laughs> Velvet Room. I'm just throwing some out there, but I do remember One Tweezy. One Tweezy. Um, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. That was the song. You could put that on a loop for uh, an hour and no one would care. They're like, no, well, whatever. Keep it going, man. And I remember during that time, Usher had like four or five songs at a time on the charts mm-hmm. for a year or two span. It was like Usher, every other song. And I'm like, whoa. But it were, they were good. You weren't tired of them. I'm going to tell you a very quick, and I'll keep the details to an absolute bare minimum here, but this is a second string after dark story. Okay? All right. When I was young and crazier, way crazier than I am now, and I was even a single man, all right? I was with some guys that I lived in the same little area of Midtown with. Uh, it was someone's birthday, and we decided to go to a certain adult establishment up off of uh, um, Briarcliff and... Uh, what is it, North? Oh, no, I know man, what you're I'm talking. To, you yeah, know what I'm talking. Yeah, about. It's got a horse name. Yeah, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. There's a, there was can, a few of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll look it up if you want to. Anyway, we're there just for a very bachelor style party. Okay, it's not my scene. I, I really don't like those kind of places. Yeah, they're just yeah. it's not my thing. But while we're there, a guy named Usher comes in with, with his entourage. It's they're just great. there doing their thing. All right. Well, let's just say that nobody in that room was getting any attention. Except for my man Usher wow. and his entourage, because they knew there I mean, were some dollars that were lost. Those I would assume the ladies that work in that place know that hey, when Usher's here, we're about to get paid. Yeah, <laughs> man. To- oh, okay. Anyway. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So anyway, just a weird kind of random story. But yeah, living in Atlanta for many years, there was also another time I was walking in front of my 
I used to live in a loft at 878 Peachtree Street. That's at 8th Street and Peachtree, just right above the Vortex, if you're familiar you were, with that. Yeah, what, what yeah. prompted you to live there? I was living there my whole like mid-early 20s. I was okay, working is... in an ad agency and right. doing bike messenger stuff for a while. It was a That's back when you could afford to live there. Yeah, forget you it can't now. can't anymore. Yeah. But I was walking with a good buddy of mine, Eric, who lived in my building, and we're just walking up. And right there at the stoplight, right in front of our place, is this beautiful Lamborghini and you could very clearly see my man Usher just sitting in the uh, driver's seat. We didn't bother him. He wasn't bothering anybody. You're just like, oh, look, there's Usher. Just Unbelievable. random. Just a, just a cool little moment. I will tell you that Usher showed up to one of our club gigs back nice. in the day at the other radio station I worked for, um, our club broadcast. And, you know, it, one of the things about live radio in a club is you got to be careful what you say. Sure. Well... You got to turn the mic off on the radio when Usher comes in <laughs> because there, no one knew. You know what I mean? And I remember he had done the video for yeah, in Vision nice. where he showed up. Oh, my goodness. I'm watching that video now. That is was was Vision Crank that he did up. that. Yeah. You know what they did to Vision? They tore it down and built a high rise. Did they? Where, where, do you know where it was? Like On 14th. Uh, oh, okay. On Peachtree, gotcha, down that gotcha. between ten and fourteenth, you had Vision, Velvet Room, One Tweezy. I used to live. Them. I had an apartment for a brief time at Thirteenth and Peachtree Place, which is You're no close. longer there. Yeah, it was yeah, like right. Almost the same roof as all those uh, Twisted Taco. Yeah, and, right. Uh, Vision was around the corner. Yeah, I forgot that's where that was. It's always crazy. down there. But yeah, they had they tore that whole down. area has changed. Like in a in an upscale way. Like I said, I could never afford no. to live like I used to live down in. Uh, Midtown Atlanta, but yeah, when he came on the halftime show, I gave it an A plus personally. One hundred percent. I don't know if like the whole world agrees with us, but it hit us home. Our age group, yes. Mm-hmm. I think people younger, maybe older. Well, nah. Hey, a, a couple years ago in Los Angeles, when it was Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Fifty Cent, who by the way, he's now seventy five cent. Uh, he's been eating a lot of the red uh, meats know, like I have. By he's the got way. a. He, I just did a story on him about getting a trainer or something on diet. I'm serious. I'm sure he's probably back in great shape. Yeah. But when he was hanging upside down, which was like a mimicking of his old video in the Super Bowl, uh, his face was so red because he was like all that blood rushed to his face. Yeah. You could tell he was so uncomfortable. And I'm like, bro, 75 cents in the house. 100. percent Yeah, Usher. <laughs> I think I think Usher's halftime show did actually one up the Dr. Dre Eminem, even was, though I loved it. It just it it one upped it. I just think there was so a much. prop bet of if he was going to take his shirt off or not. That was easy money. You yeah. knew he was going to take his yeah, shirt. Yeah, what were the odds on that? Obviously, and uh, my wife was impressed. I'll just put it that way. Oh, he's, she was. He still got it, man. He still got what she, he what he's she always said. The had. words you thought she was going to say. I okay. think she said. I think she didn't have to say it. I could just look over and she's like, oh, oh. yeah, Usher. Then he got on roller skates and everything. Yeah, Usher's from there, forty uh, forty four. Yeah, a little bit older than me. Yeah. Good for him. Um, ask you. You've got a daughter. How old is your daughter? Eight. Now, yep. did she get into the whole like Taylor Swift, Travis? Oh, Kelsey like listen thing? to yeah. let me listen. She watched the game and and she has watched it the past couple of years, mm-hmm. but didn't care. Well, Taylor Swift was the biggest thing, and I am so glad <laughs> I held on to the Taylor Swift merch that I kept from the old radio station for years. Nice that she can wear it now because <laughs> that is what she wants. And every time we showed it, but let me tell you something. And if um. We could have played some sort of drinking game, but we wouldn't, you know, on the show for it. But every time my little boy would punk her and say, look, Taylor Swift, and, and she wasn't on there just screwing with her. Oh, it was so funny. So she would scream, well, no, stop. And, you know, not not to keep beating a dead horse here, but, like, that's what the cool aspect of the whole Taylor thing was. I've heard a lot of stories like that where dads and daughters bonded it, it's over Taylor positive. Swift and football. I thought it was a great thing. So. Anyway, just just a great recap. Football is gone. Baseball ushering back in. 
Uh, let's hit a quick break. We'll come back. Only a couple minutes left. We'll come wrap up this episode right. of the Second String Podcast and get us ready for springtime. Uh, he's Adam. I'm Logan. It is the Second String right here on WGAU. You're listening to the Second String on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU, Athens News and Weather Station. Man, this is a young Usher. I'm watching this on the YouTubes right now. This is uh, 2001. Is it something around there? Yeah. This is one of those when I was driving home on Super Bowl Sunday. This one cranked up in the car, and like I both won and lost the voice at the same time. I'm sure in my mind so I was you sounding gorgeous. You had a concert in your car. But if you had had like a live stream, you'd be like, what on earth is Logan doing, right man? Now, man? Yeah, listen, this is perfect for Valentine's week. Did we That's just right. say Valentine's Day? You know, this is perfect. Now, the missus, my missus, doesn't care a thing about Valentine's Day. She tells me, do not buy me. I've heard, yeah. yeah. Which is good financially. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, are you going to spoil the daughter? What are, you, what are your yeah, plans? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Okay. Um, we're, I mean, we. I got I got uh, her some stuff. We had the daddy-daughter dance. I saw uh, that. Yeah, so we did that earlier. So, quick question. We don't have much time left, but like, I noticed every single male with a daughter in that age range this last weekend was doing a daddy-daughter dance. It's this time of year. Is it always like yeah. right now? It's always around right now, well, and it makes she, sense. She looked gorgeous. Well, thanks. You, she, you didn't look too bad yourself, I You know I tried. It's very I rare that I do that. But we will do a little Valentine's dinner tonight. Sweet. Something something easy, you know, because it's a, it, it, doing Valentine's Day in the middle of the week is just mm-hmm. ugh. Well, I'm fortunate, man, that I don't have to like go buy a bunch of just stuff. Like my wife is very adamant. Like what we're gonna do is go to the park near our house and just have a walk tonight. I may even hold her hand, Adam. Wow. I might even hold her you hand. You can say, hey, your yeah. hand looks heavy. <laughs> can I hold it? <laughs> That's a good line right you there. You know, I mean. Uh, good stuff. But, yeah, well, uh, well, the next few weeks, Georgia basketball keeps on struggling, man. I want to be excited about Georgia basketball. I want to keep proclaiming that, yes, when? they're getting better. But, like. When, Logan? Though? Know, we, this, this is one of those things where you look at Georgia and you look. This is the hub. Atlanta, Georgia is the hub of mm-hmm. high school basketball in the country. One of the hubs. Mm-hmm. And Georgia cannot get anybody. It's it's the struggle we've had for a long, long time. We, the, the positives, if you look toward the future, Asa Newell is a kid out of the panhandle of Florida. Uh, one of the top players in the nation, five-star kid. He's already signed coming next year. Uh, go up the road to, I think it's Grayson High School. That's where uh, Dominique Wilkins' son Jacob is playing. Yeah. He's already committed to Georgia, too. So we're starting to kind of see a little bit of change in that mindset. But in all honesty, with all college sports, maybe basketball more than ever, every single year is a roster rebuild. So we have no idea what players from this team are going to be back next year, how the recruiting is going to pan out. Uh, But I do recognize that Coach Mike White is getting our team in position to win games. Unfortunately, they're just not getting the dubs. They're they're losing in heartbreaking fashion at the end. And if you had just won two of the last five that you lost, it's a completely different vibe. But unfortunately, this season specifically, uh, the good feelings are starting to fade, unfortunately. So we're ready to turn over to baseball. And and that's the thing about this, too, is it's only going to get tougher when you have Texas and Oklahoma Mm -hmm. coming in to the the, uh, SEC. I don't. I don't know, man. It. it it's. It, I fear it's going yeah. to be a bot. I don't want to say Georgia ever in anything is a bottom feeder, but we're getting close. It's your history is literally 1983 when yeah. you went to the Final Four. That. That's it. I mean, you've been to a couple of tournaments, of tournaments since yeah. then, but it's just not very good, man. So, uh, speaking of changes in Texas and Oklahoma, a couple minutes left here. Like, I'm giddy excited for the fall of 24. 
I am not trying to rush spring. I'm looking really forward to a long, hot summer at the lake, all those things that I love. But when we get to football season again and we have added Texas and Oklahoma, we have like all the other alignments, the UCLA's and USC's, uh, Washington, Oregon, all going to the Big Ten, the 12-team playoff, I'm really excited for the next chapter of college football. I think the 12-team playoff more than anything else uh, because you can lose a game like Georgia lost to Alabama in – pretty heartbreaking fashion at the end and you still get a chance to go win a championship which is, which is perfect i don't right. want a 64 team bracket i'm no. no nobody does but my point is i don't feel like 12 is too much i no. think 12 is a good number and we'll see over time if it is or not because if you look at the top 12 teams they play entertaining bowl games mm-hmm. the top 12 usually do top 10 yeah. i want to know how you feel about the pac 12 getting <laughs> one of two teams is going to get in for the next at least the next couple of years well there's no guarantee on that. I mean, the thing, the way it's worded right now, and this is probably going to change. We got about a minute. We're like six and six, means the top six ranked conference champions. That doesn't mean all the Power Five. Let, let's just say hypothetical: Washington or Oregon State are just bad. They're 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 at the bottom. The rest of the Pac-12, which will eventually be the Mountain West and Pac-12, if their conference champion is eight and four and they're not ranked, which is very possible. That does not mean they get an automatic bid. What if Tulane is uh, ranked number 18, the American Conference champion? Guess what? They're in. Uh, what if uh, What if uh, Georgia State wins the Sun Belt and they're ranked like 21 or 22? They get in over an unranked Pac-12 because they are ranked higher than. What a twist. Okay. It's a big twist, but but it's, it's, those things are unlikely what I just yeah, said. Yeah, right. Um, but yes, the next couple of years, you're going to see a lot more participants, and I'm excited as heck for all that. And I think when we get into this summer and fall, the optimism is going to be really, really high. Be exciting. So, It'll give us something mm-hmm. to look forward to. Yep. Adam, we got to go, man. All right. Already. Any, any parting words? You got 12 seconds to tell the people whatever you want. Listen, uh, we have baseball. Yes, we, we do. We're still living off of Usher. Man. And we're ready to go. We'll keep the Usher coming next week, too, if they can handle it. All right. Another episode in the books. Adam, have a great week. It's you the too, second my man. string right here on WGAU. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24.